Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nightmares and Cold Ones, a podcast dedicated to watching spooky movies. And yes, you guessed it, drinking cold beers. I'm your host, John. And today, I'm joined by guest host Dan Spivak. What's up, dog? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks I'm going to crack my cold one open there, crack, if you crack don't mind. That, crack that shit. What you drinking over there, dog? Uh, I got... Green Zebra by Founders. It's a watermelon gaze. Ooh, this is a uh, uh, Jen with two ends was very jealous that you had this. She is, but uh, she's not able to have these anymore because wow. of uh, uh, the G free thing. Because of the gluten. She's know. she's anti gluten. So if I ever just wanna wanna get her out of sight for a little while, <laughs> just just toss some of this in her wine. Throw, and, uh, throw gluten at her. Yeah, she's not happy about that. Wow. She's sitting to my right. Sitting to the right, looking very upset. Well, I am drinking. A yeah, what do you got? I got. I'm drinking a Summer Love by Victory. Oh, this was the first Victory beer I, I ever had a few years ago. Okay, and it opened up my eyes. Uh, awesome brewery, Victory. I think the first Victory beer I actually had was Golden Monkey, which is quite a way to get Jesus introduced to a brewery. Christ, um, yeah. But. Uh, I'm a big fan of Summer Love, especially at a Phillies game when it's like 85 degrees outside and you feel like you're sticking to everything, but also getting sunburn everywhere. So It's awesome shit, yeah. Uh, I, we're going with, uh, th- my brother and I are going to a Phillies game with my dad in May, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully the Phillies don't suck this year because the Flyers have sucked, and that's <laughs> been um, upsetting to me. But Life is m- pain, John. Life is pain. Life is pain. That We'll save that for our Philly sports podcast. <laughs> Today, titled "Life Is Pain." <laughs> yeah, "Life Is Pain." So today is your choice. It was um, you picked Halloween three, season of the witch, uh, nineteen eighty two uh, horror flick. Yeah. Um, so we usually start this shit out by talking about the first time we saw it. This is my first time watching it all the way through. Do you have a clear memory of uh, checking it out for the first time? Uh, I think it was just like a few years ago. I really it has it wasn't like one of those movies I saw when I was like a kid or anything, mm-hmm. but. There's, like, a clip at the end of the movie, which we'll discuss, but, like, uh, Tom Atkins is, like, his character is, like, screaming into a phone, Mm -hmm. and it became, like, this meme of, like, people using it on different YouTube videos and, like, Mm -hmm. different things, and I was like, what is this from? Like, it seems hilarious, but also, like, ridiculous at the same time, and I was like, I looked it up, and I was like, okay, Halloween doesn't have Mike Myers in it, but okay, Uh, and watched it, and I don't remember what year that was, but it's been a few years, and then... Uh, just recently rewatched it around Halloween last year because mm. uh, it's 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 very campy. It's very you know it's campy, it's, fun, goofy. Uh, it's good yeah. shit. And so, like I said, this was my first time watching all the way through. I think I've seen parts of it on. It was one of those that um, they they do this every year where they you know have the Halloween marathons on yeah. like AMC or whatever. Yeah. And I always thought was, I'm like, why why isn't they why aren't they showing three? What's up with that? And then like you don't I didn't find out till years later. It's like, oh, that's the one without Mike Michael Myers. They were trying something different. They were gonna try to do like yeah. an anthology thing and yeah, didn't quite take that, out. That's take what off. it kinda was. They were it was supposed to kind of be like a uh I don't want to say like a spin off, but it was supposed to be kinda like a series where each movie would kinda do something different and uh I guess after this one, they were like, yeah, it's not really going to work under the Halloween title, and they kind of scrapped that idea, but uh, it's not, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I really, you know. I like the idea of having a different Halloween movie every year. Like, the anthology idea is, is awesome. Yeah. and and kind of setting it in the Halloween universe, but also, like, 
acknowledging the fact that Halloween with like Mike Myers was a movie, yeah, and not like it happened in real life because you kind of see like commercials of it throughout the movie mm-hmm. and then it airs, you know, on Halloween night. I think I think that's just kind of cool. It's you know, it's uh, but at least they were able to get like John Carpenter involved and all that stuff and kind of keep some of what makes Halloween great, um, you know, even though it's not the same kind of movie. Yeah, so like uh, he and um, Deborah Deborah Hill produced it. They were like the creators of the original one, right? Um, they got Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, yeah, who's like kind of John Carpenter's protege. I think he worked on the original Halloween as like mm-hmm. I don't know if, as a stunt coordinator or just a you know I, one of those extra guys on set. Yeah, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it's it was just kind of a way I guess to pay homage. I know they used the I think the same special effects studios and such. Mm-hmm. Um, cause obviously the mask are like a big thing in this movie. So, Very big uh, thing. I think the company that made the mask that ended up being Mike Myers mask, they ended up also making the mask for this movie. Ah, nice. Um, so it's, it, it's cool that like they at least tried to keep it in that same realm, uh, you know, and, but also still try to make it its own entity in a way. I saw, uh, in the latest Halloween movie, I think they had these masks and the three masks, in that movie as like they? a nice little nod. The one that came out in 2018. Yeah. I think you, there is the witch, the pumpkin and uh, the skeleton. Do you remember where, because I'd like to go back and watch that and just kind of I, pick up on that. I think it was the scene where Michael Myers is kind of unleashed on the town and he's just randomly going from house to house. He kills one person, but in like okay. on the street, I think is, I think it's pretty quick where you see, Three kids wearing those masks. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure that's that's in there. I have to go back and rewatch that one. I think the only time I actually saw it was when we saw it in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. Um, so I enjoyed it though, and I think there's a there's another one coming out. I think it was supposed to come out already, but the pandemic pushed that back, I believe. COVID, COVID, COVID. So I think the next one is called Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. Oh, so they already have two more. I think they had two more already. Okay. I don't know if they filmed the second one, but they they're planning on it. But that is for a later date. Today, we're talking about Season of the Witch, dog. So we have a uh, an opening with uh, a creeped out guy running for his life. Uh, Let's just call him Papa. Papa, as, as yeah. We'll I, learn, as we'll learn later on. Yeah, Papa. No, that's a good, yeah, that's a good name. Papa is running from some scary white looking guys. Uh, in, in Like men in black guys, basically. Like Yeah, and... And there's not really, you know, these guys are just like all business, you mm-hmm. know, and and business in the sense of we're here to kill, and business in the sense of their attires, wearing nice, uh, nice race, yeah. and, and looking real official. So they're looking very like, dapper. One pins Papa to the ground, and Papa get, manages to get away by like pulling on a. I guess there was like a block or something. Under yeah, the holding car, up a ca- he, holding up a car, and he just gets it and. There's kind of like a running theme of things throughout this movie because, you know, there's kind of like that, oh, I'm being grabbed. Like, I can just get something out of reach yeah, and, and yeah. kind of pull it. Um, but, yeah, he pulls the block from under one of these cars because he's in like this, uh, I don't know if it's like a junkyard or like a body shop or whatever Some, it is. Yeah, something like that. And it basically crushes this guy in between the two cars and uh somehow papa isn't affected yeah, by the, no, the car yeah no no screams yeah. no uh no sign of emotion whatsoever so right there right off the bat you're like Something something's little, not right here a little fishy with these guys you know this isn't your normal fbi wanted uh killing 
And then, and then there's a time card that pops up that's like one hour later, and we're at like a gas station. Yeah. Some guy's like watching TV or or listening to the radio, and he, he sees Papa come up looking freaked out. Well, actually, he's watching he's watching the news, and oh, good there's call, the good news call. report of uh, so it's just this random news report of some piece of Stonehenge is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows where it went. Which don't ask how you just get like a five ton piece of, and they never, they, of uh, stone out of this place without anybody realizing it. They never quite explain uh, it too. They're just like, it was a thing. Right. It took a like, lot of effort. Nobody knows how they <laughs> got it. And it's like, isn't this one of the biggest tourist attractions? And like, <laughs> I, I don't know, but that's, you know, that obviously will come back later. And then we get our first sign of the uh, silver shamrock commercial. I'm not mistaken. Eight more days till Halloween. Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. I sound just like him. But yeah. I I was reading something actually. They they used the tune to London Bridge is falling down because it was in the public domain, so they didn't have to pay to like any royalties to to that. They were just able to pull it and use it and you know, make it a little catchy thing that now that we've watched it again, it's still in my head. So it's very frugal to use the public domain shit. So besides that music, I, I forgot to mention John. John Carpenter did come back to do the soundtrack, the synthy soundtrack. Yeah, I love me a synthy soundtrack. And the music in this movie is great. It's it, awesome. It really sets the scene, and it's a very silent movie at times. There's not a lot of you know, there's not a lot of yelling or screaming like you have in a lot of horror movies or glass breaking, anything like that. It's just even when it, humans it, die, you're right. There's not yeah, a lot of screaming. It really just it it's a movie. I think to its to its benefit it's one of those movies that really just kind of builds up the tension and lets the lets the action on the screen really put get the point across as opposed to oh god screaming jump scares this this and that it's like you know it lets what you're watching kind of set it and let you be the one to react Mm -hmm. not the people on screen i I will say i was surprised how fucking graphic some of the kills were like i wasn't right like i i've heard about this movie i've like i kind of knew the uh I kind of knew the broad strokes of the plot going in, but I I was surprised by just like, we'll get into it, but it's just some of these kills are just, holy fuck. And very different from the slasher films of the, of the eighties where, you know, guys are just slashing their way through summer camps and blood everywhere. No machetes. Yeah. No machetes, no knives in this. So it's, it's it's not very gory. And, uh, I, I, I assume that was done on purpose. I, you know, try to set themselves apart a little bit. They they definitely set themselves apart, but uh, so Papa, our boy, our sweet boy Papa, <laughs> he uh, he realizes he's he kind of collapses there right at the station, but he's saying something like they're gonna kill us all, they're gonna kill us all. Yeah, he whispers to the gas station clerk, "They're coming." They're coming, okay. and then uh, kind of passes out, and then uh, this guy, I guess, calls nine one one, says, "Yo, this guy just passed out at my gas station. We need to do something about this." Because as he tells the doctor later, he was taught growing up he needs to help people. Got to help people out. So I don't really know exactly what. I guess he was trying to not incriminate himself. Like, hey, I didn't do this, but it was just a very weird kind of throw-in line of like, hey, I was I was taught growing up you got to help people. Got to help people out oh, if it okay. doesn't fuck shit up for you. <laughs> uh, essentially, uh, might be mixing up shit a little bit. I think we're introduced to Doctor Chalice, aka Tom Atkins. Tommy yeah. Atkins with that beautiful mustache and a deep V at all times. <laughs> I, in all of his beautiful glory. Very 70s looking guy in an 80s 
I guess it's still an early '80s movie. But he is a doctor at um, a hospital. Is he? Do we? Are we introduced to him going into his ex-wife's house? Yeah, he yeah. like walks into his ex-wife's house and he's got a he's got like a bag in his hand and his kids run out, daddy, daddy, daddy. And he's like, I got you guys something. And they pull out these masks and they just look at him like, what the hell? Like, what are these lame ass pieces of what shit? What are these that you're loser to masks that you got us? Like, dad? dad, mom already got us these cool ass silver shamrock masks that are all over TV. Why would we want your mask? And uh, and then I think the commercial plays again and they throw the mask on and then, they, you know, they sit there and the mom does her typical mom thing. You're sitting too close to the TV. And it's just, you know, it's just real like. You know, mom. Mom knows all. Mom's great, and Ma- dad sucks. You know? Mom knows all. Mom kind of dunks on the dad for being like a shitty, uh, not all the time there dad, like because he's a doctor. <laughs> and then we and, find out like five minutes later and, he has to head out. So yeah, yeah, he gets beeped. <laughs> quite literally. He's never there. <laughs> he gets beeped because he has to. There's an emergency at the hospital, and that's where we meet the um, the the gas atta- or the mechanic or whatever who brought in. Papa, who is clutching a mask that yep. we just saw like two seconds ago, or a similar mask. This one, the one that he's clutching is a pumpkin head one, right? Yeah, he had the pumpkin one, which uh, which raises the question, John, of the of the witch, the skeleton, and the pumpkin. Which one would you ask your parents for? I would have been a weirdo and went for the pumpkin. Okay. I, I think th- I'd do the skeleton. I think it was... The skeleton's probably the n- more normal one for a, for a boy. I would have been like, I want the pumpkin. Get me that one. <laughs> Um, the witch, they all, they are cool looking masks. You want to do some Ichabod Crane kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, it, they're like surprised this guy just is not giving off this mask and he's still saying delirious. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. Um, I think they perform, they do something with, they work I think they basically up. just drug them, say, all right, <laughs> you, you rest for a little bit. We're going to go hang out. And then, uh. Oh, funny moment of Tom Atkins, uh, to- total, uh, total bro. Yeah, p- pinches a nurse's ass. Says like, I, I should have married you, and, <laughs> and she offers him milk and cookies in the break room. So, and she's just like, and, and oh, t- oh, Mr. Atkins, you're so funny. Yeah, and for a second there, while they're kind of like flirting with each other, you think milk and cookies might be a euphemism, but no. Later <laughs> on, we do see him li- literally eating a cookie literal before he milk tries to and take a nap. Co- so, uh, I guess, uh, I guess it was literal cookies. Uh, and then uh, someone infiltrates the building, dog. Who infiltrates the building? Um, well, did nameless another guy. another uh, nameless, nicely sharp dressed man who uh, decides to. It looks like he's about to punch Papa, but mm-hmm. instead he decides to slowly open his hands and grab his face and, I guess, gouge his eyes out. I've and never seen a kill like this on the screen. Break his skull yeah. and. It's, he digs pretty, his, it's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. It's but. a great kill. He digs his like fingers into his eye sockets, right, and he's just like, yeah. And then he uh, breaks. Uh, I don't even know what bone you call that, but like right between your eyes, like r- above your nose, he like snaps that. And I guess, uh, it's I gonna guess fuck that's, up. I guess that's instant kill. It's um, gonna fuck up your DVD. I'm gonna try not to try that. I'm gonna try not to do that. But. Yeah, two out of ten. Do not recommend. We'll not do that. <laughs> but. So he and he runs into the nurse, and I thought the nurse was gonna get it. I thought she was good. I yeah, thought she was I, dead. I kind of, I kind of like that. It's like, well, the nurse doesn't know anything. Let's not kill her. Let's just get out of here as quickly as we can. And nameless guy runs out to his car. Tom Atkins chases him out there, and uh, he, uh, 
in, in no other way than to bluntly put this, he self-immolates himself. He sets himself on fire, blows he, up his car, and he pours uh, all the gasoline in the world uh, on so his face. So much gasoline. Yeah. Like. But, but it is funny how quick, like the the match is lit for a half a second, and then just, huge explosion. Boom. But yeah, it's like it's like kind of like you said, this movie's kind of. I don't know if it's if it knows it's goofy, but it's a, it's definitely a little goofy and fun. So that's what I like about it. I, I'm not entirely sure, and maybe I was looking into this the wrong way, but when I was looking kind of at some stuff about this movie because I knew we were going to watch it and I wanted to just have some background, uh, I think they wanted it to kind of feel like a parody at some points, like kind of stuff that it's like, you know, people may laugh at even though it's a serious moment, but kind of like that was the point. Like they wanted it to kind of be like, you know, I don't not necessarily a parody, but like something that kind of felt comedic at times, Having while fun. also kind of getting across the point of like, yo, this guy like just just blew himself up like it was nothing, like didn't even care. It's so over the top. And it really great. is. Yeah, but um, and then there's just like a series of like, uh, I should get it. I should stop calling him Tom Atkins. I guess uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor Chalice. Yeah, he's on the phone with his ex-wife, and he's like, shit yeah. is literally blowing up around here. <laughs> I cannot talk to you. <laughs> well, it, I love, I love that. It goes on for so long. Throughout the movie is, is Doctor Chalice is just like so shaken up. He's like, "Look, two men died here. I don't know what's going on. The police are here, and his wife's just on the other end." Well, you, you better find a way to come see the kids, <laughs> and you do this all the time, and I don't care. And like literally, he's like, "You know, I gotta go. Like, just I, I gotta go." It, and she's just reaming him out on it, the other end. It goes on for so long. It's it's a literally a good minute. Of Meanwhile, the him not getting off the phone. with their fake hats are standing there. Like, yeah, literally, just an <laughs> F on their hat. Like, like they just went to the dollar store and said, "How can we? How can we just take this plastic?" A guy that's clearly hat? never touched a fire hose in his life is the fireman in the scene. But yeah, it's a good shit there. Um, and then the daughter comes in. The daughter. Um, we Ellie. Should... Ellie. Ellie. Yes. Good I, for, I forget her last name, but Ellie shows up, and they and they have her there. And, well, it's the next day. Mind you, it is the next day. And the car is still outside. You would think, like, somebody would have come and take that for evidence or something. But the still car smoking. is still outside, just sitting in the parking lot. No big deal. No crime tape around it, nothing. So you could just go up and take pictures with uh, it if you want. Yeah, worry about that. It was the eighties, baby. <laughs> you could just do that. Yeah, you can you can you can taint evidence back then. Yeah, no um and then the daughter comes in and they're like, you you know, to identify that it was her dad or whoever. And and she's like, How did this happen? And the cop goes, I don't know, drugs probably. <laughs> yeah. And like this dude just had his face like literally smashed in, his eyes gouged out, and he's like was saying they're gonna kill us all. But yeah, totally, it was just some drug deal gone bad. That might be more of the movie having fun again of just like how oh, ridiculous definitely. that. Oh, just yeah, drugs. Definitely. Um, but uh, eventually she, they cut. They're like, all right, go calm down, go sleep it off. You drove all night. You're a hysterical <laughs> woman right now. It was like kind of that a little like, bit. Like she just. Like, just saw... Now, granted, kudos to her for keeping it, you know, keeping herself calm. Like, you just saw your your father's face all mangled. Didn't even cry. Did, you know, she was clearly upset. And then eventually she does step out into the hallway and starts crying. But, you know, she kept it really together. And the cop just continues to go, you know. Yeah, you, you had a rough day, I think. Uh, you just need a night's sleep. Like, no, dude. Like, her dad just died. Her dad like, just unexplainable died. Unexplainable death. 
in a gruesome way, but no, you you just having you just need a night's sleep. You'll be good. Doctor, Don't worry about it. Yeah, Doctor Chalice goes out to he, like he almost looks like he wants to console her, but he doesn't, and he he walks out. She like telepathically knows he's, that he's behind. Yeah, her. <laughs> she's like standing like ten feet away, and he's just standing there staring at her, and she just turns around and knows he's there, like. And I I could be mixing shit up. I think Doctor Chalice goes to see his friend at the at the morgue. Is it? Um, I think that is. I, I couldn't remember. We just watched it, so you think I'd remember? But I couldn't remember if that was before or after because he goes to like the bar and he's like sitting at the bar. And I th- then, yeah, so, so I think it might be right before that. Yeah. Okay, so he he sees his friend at the morgue, who's like, he he tries to get her to run additional tests to see like. Yeah, like, find out what, what this guy was on. Like, well, I don't he, think he was on drugs, which yeah, is pretty much a given. But he's well put together. Like, he says he's well put together. He, he was totally calm when he did this. It was, was fucking crazy, lighting, throwing gasoline on himself. And, and then and then he decides that the nurse and his ex-wife are not enough. He gets, <laughs> yeah. ha- he gets handsy with the, he's with basically the corner like, lady. He's basically like, I can't wait till we fuck again, babe. But yeah. uh, do, do all this work for me real quick. It's just that Tom Atkins mustache, man. Who really, can resist that? I don't know. I, I need to grow one of those. I know, I can't. But. Jen, what do you think? Should I grow one of those? <laughs> She's giving me a real, a real bad look after saying yeah. that, so I think we're gonna move on. Moving on, uh, uh, like you said, I, I think Tom Atkins eventually ends up in the shittiest looking dive bar. Um, but he's the only guy there at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Watching or, car- or Wednesday. I'm sorry, it was a Wednesday. It was Wednesday. They're watching cartoons at first, and Tom Atkins is like, "Can we fucking turn this off?" <laughs> uh, they land. Uh, first on a Halloween, the Halloween commercial. Yeah, they show three the more ad. days till Halloween. Halloween, yeah. or you know, I and they're know. like, well, this is when they actually show the ad of like, hey, we're gonna play the movie Halloween mm-hmm. on Halloween night, and then at nine o'clock after, we're doing the giveaway for the Silver Shamrock, and he's like, and Chalice is just like, I can't stand this commercial anymore. He like put something else on, and they end up putting like a football game on, and then Ellie walks in the door. Just happens to know that I, he's at this bar I, at I, this exact time. I, I, I oh, was gonna ask you about that too. I'm like, did yeah. we miss something? Where so, so she <laughs> says she does say, oh, one of the nurses told me you'd be here. Okay, and like, okay. but how did you know exactly when he was gonna be there? Like, he could have been at home. He could have been at his ex-wife's with his kids. He could have been anywhere in the world. But no, you just so happened to know he was there. I, I knew you'd be the only person in the <laughs> shithole bar on a Wednesday afternoon. In this random, unnamed Northern California as, town. As you pointed out, watching a football game that could not possibly be on because it's a Wednesday or something. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, there's just casually football on a Wednesday. But uh, she asks uh, Chalice, like, D- did my dad say anything to you before he died? And at first, Tom Atkins is like, uh, he said, tell Ellie I love her. Ellie is smart. She knows this is bullshit. She's like, not a goddamn chance at yeah. all. Did he say, tell my yeah. daughter I love her? Yeah. Uh, and eventually, Charles is like, all right, listen. He said that they're coming to kill us or something along those lines. And Tom Atkins is like, I'm a little freaked out. I have no idea what's going on. Um, and then they kind of retrace his steps. They're like, well, he went to this place to pick up this order and he, then he he was there, or he went to some conference or something, and he was there. Then pa- he went to pick up this thing, but then he never showed up to dinner like the next day or something. Papa owns a like store that sells like a general store, it's like but a kids store, a toy store. He also thing. sells masks, Halloween masks. Yeah. As uh, so, I guess he needed important. to go pick up another order from Silver Shamrock because these were hot commodities, and uh, well, that's when trouble arose. 
What uh, what's what's the name of the town that uh, Silver Shamrock is? Oh, it's funny that you say that because uh, it's it's Santa Mira, which for those of you who I'm sure are listening to this are well aware, that is the same town from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yep, the '50s one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the original one. Um, and they think that was it was definitely an homage to that because this movie, in a sense, is very similar to that in the sense of like you know taking over people's bodies to emotionless things chasing right you yeah so i thought they're that was... after us they're here like yeah, that, that I, kind of I thought thing. that was a really nice touch um you know because it's not that they stole the plot but kind of using a similar plot using that kind of uh you know as inspiration i thought that was a really cool touch tommy lee wallace obviously a huge fan of body snatchers uh, the director that's that's a movie i haven't watched in a while i need to go back and revisit that so, uh, so I watched the 70s one recently, which is very good. Uh, yeah, but want to check out the 50s one as well, because it's been a while. Okay, so <laughs> they get to San Amir, which is like a weird, uh, it's it's like super small town, USA. Like, it's a factory town where Silver Shamrock is this shit. Apparently. It's all Irish stuff. Yeah, like, all, I, this I, movie is so anti-Irish, I, I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> it's like it was Like it was written... By, like, the Protestants and, like, how they <laughs> yeah. fight, like, the, uh, what's it, the Protestants and the Catholics in Ireland, they, like, battle each other all the time. Yeah, this, this, this paints Irish people in not the best like, light, but whatever, it's, it's, like, it's a like goofy... Dublin Inn and then Rafferty's and then, mm-hmm. um, there's one other place I can't remember, but it's all just so Irish and it's, like, what was the... There has to be a point to that. I don't know if I missed it or if it's, I, th- I think it, I think it ties back to... Uh, Halloween having its roots in Ireland with the what they call the Festival of Samhain. Okay. We, it, it's it looks like it's spelled Sanhaim, but I think it's pronounced Samhain. Yeah. Um, I don't know a ton of, of the history of that, but I think it has Irish roots. Um, but they they drive into this town and literally every single person there is just staring at them through windows mm-hmm. and just like, ooh, we got outsiders. Now, I have to wonder. And I don't want to say anything yet, but we can kind of come back to this. But knowing what we know later in the movie, are these people exactly as we expect them to be? Or are these people that have been kind of uh, manipulated in a way because of Mr. Cochran, who we find it's out is the, the head of Silver Mr. Shamrock? Mr. Cochran, who, yep, the, the Irish head of Silver Shamrock, yep. who is like an overlord of this small town. But yeah, that's a good point. I think, I, yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that. Well, yeah, we can, we can get back to that. And we have the very fake Irish accent of the guy at the hotel. I'm pretty sure it's fake. Uh, yeah. Top of the morning to you, laddies. Would he, you like a room? He might as well have been eating like Lucky Charms out of a fucking uh, bowl, you know, or like Irish. He had potatoes. a Guinness in one hand, yeah. Lucky Charms in the other, and said, "If you go into this hotel room, you'll find me pot of gold." <laughs> yeah. So, but he seems to be very um, cheerful and like accommodating, because. Tom Atkins and Ellie are saying that they're, you know, buyers. They want to buy a bunch of masks, or they're they're there to pick up orders. For That's them. all anybody's there. For. Yeah, unless you live in that town, which we never see any homes. We just see businesses. So a lot of businesses. Does anybody yeah. actually live there? Hmm. We see, we see a homeless guy that like has a shed or something. Um, but some vagabond. Yeah. So while uh the Irish guy is showing Ellie the room, um, Doctor chalice goes into like his office to see who's signed in over the past few weeks yeah and they see uh they see papa's name in there which 
I think was it Harold I, or Harry or something like I think it started with an H. I can't remember. Um, but you do see his name in the book. Yeah, so that, I, you know, I, I forget his fucking name. That, Pop, Pop <laughs> you see, you see Papa's name. Yeah, what? that confirms that confirms that he was indeed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, they go back to the hotel room and everything, and there's like an announcement about like a six p.m. curfew all throughout the town. <laughs> Pretty the most, weird. Yeah, most creepy way possible. Like stay in your own homes, which it, it's very strange to me because, like, the next scene, like. Well, I guess there's a point we need to get to before that when they're like in the hotel room. Uh, so, yeah, Doctor uh, Chalice is like, "Listen, maybe I should get another room." And Ellie's like, "Why?" And he's like, "I don't want to make you uncomfortable." He's like, "I could sleep in the car or on the, f- you know, it might be more comfortable than sleeping on the floor." Ellie's like, "Where do you want to sleep?" And Chalice is like, "I want to fuck right now." Well, he goes, he goes, "That's a silly question." Yeah, like. Okay, and then don't they start like making out right then and there? Like there was no hint of any sort of chemistry or these anything people like... just met less than a week before. Like the the only only sort because of... her fucking dad was murdered, right? Like brutally. The only thing that we know about these two people is he's a doctor, and this guy was murdered while he was working, and then that's her. This guy's daughter. They are coming together to try to figure out what happened to this guy. They drive to this town that nobody really knows about to try to figure it out. And then I guess they're just like, well, there's nothing else to do. It's 6 guess, p.m. curfew. Uh, <laughs> I guess we should just... Uh, you want to bang? Like, I guess we should just start having some 80 and, sex. And I don't know what the age difference is supposed to be. Dude, he's got, I, I he's assume got, she's at least 21. He's got to be like 20, 25 years older than her. Yeah, he's got to be at least in his 40s. <laughs> and she's at least in her mid-20s. Yeah. Which, whatever. you know. But it's just there's just no kind of like build up to it. It just kind of happens. And... It's almost like you almost have to laugh at it. Like again, and maybe is, and maybe again that was done is, on purpose. Is this part of the ridiculousness of the movie where it's just like, yeah, we know this is fucking crazy. Just it go with certainly it. Certainly might be. Have fun. Uh, we're we're doing. We're just doing. We're going off the rails. Right. Um. But so after they may or may not have fucked for the first time, um, <laughs> Doctor Chalice goes out for his uh, his medicine dog. His uh, you his, know, some yeah. liquor. And then this random vagabond comes up to him and says, I ain't got no diseases. Can I get a swig of that shit? Like, immediately, like, Chalice okay. is like, yeah, He's here. Like, yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, I trust you. I totally trust you, random guy that I just met. Homeless stranger who, if you have to say you don't have diseases, I think you probably have a, a disease or two. But that's just me. And this guy starts going on and on. He's like, you know, that Cochrane guy, he, uh, you know, he, he, he really made this town what it is. And, and he and he warns Chalice. He's like, you know, you, you better be careful. You know, there there's something sketchy about that about mm-hmm. that factory. I'm gonna take some Molotov cocktails and burn it to the goddamn ground. Like, yeah, he's 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 basically laying out his whole plan. Like, he's the evil genius here, and uh, you know, he pretty much and and Chalice is like, yeah, it doesn't seem right. But also, he's a drunk guy that I just met on the random streets mm-hmm. of this of this town. So you know, maybe he's just full of shit. But it's. You know, it's it's definitely a plot point. Definitely a plot point. And then he gets. Uh, so we find out that this vagabond. Another beer crack, sorry. <laughs> the, va- the vagabond. Yeah, he. Uh, these these like nameless people just show up again out of nowhere, and they 
one grabs him kind of by the back and the other grabs him by the neck and they slowly just like rip off his head. It looks like they're jabbing something into the back, like like a knife or something to kind of like maybe like <laughs> sever his spinal cord or something. But slowly his head just comes off. They toss it to the ground. Spurt of blood comes out and Mr. Vagabond's plans of burning Silver Shamrock to the ground are kaput. Kaput. And I will say this. The most disgusting part about that scene was right before uh, the decapitation, um, homeless guy was about to have a squeezed cheese like sandwich. Yeah, where, he and puts, that that uh, that was like the worst thing I've ever seen. He puts what what's it can easy cheese yeah, on, on like white bread. bread and uh, I mean I guess you you eat what you eat when you need to eat, but I can't get behind that man. I don't know. I just you know I want to throw that out there. That was very traumatic for me. I got sick to my stomach, but I was <laughs> I was cool with the decapitation. That was like sweet. Yeah, the decapitation was great. Guy getting his eyes gouged in, fantastic. Yep. Easy cheese on Wonder Bread. What the fuck is wrong? That's with where I. People? That's where I draw the line, dog. Um. So after that happens, uh, I think Ellie runs into a pretty friendly, slightly annoying. Uh, uh, sales, not salesperson. Um, she's no, there. she's just a, she's just a mom. Like she, I think she's just like I, you know, I, I came to pick up a mask for my kid. Kind okay. Of thing. Um, she does own a business of her own, and she tells Ellie, "Hey, if you're ever in San Francisco, look me up." But she, she kind of hints at, uh, "Oh, I got this thing for my son." Oh, that's what it was. She bought the mask for her son, and I guess it was defective, so she was trying to return it and get like a new one, and they okay. were kind of giving her shit about it. And she pulls it out, and she's like. Yeah, all he did was throw it against the wall, and this little thing, fell, the the decal fell off the back, and it's like this little chip. It looks like a poker chip almost. Mm-hmm. And it has the silver shamrock logo on it. And then she goes into the room, and it kind of falls off the table, and you see the back of it. It looks like it has like a microchip or something in it, um, which turns out to be a very important kind of thing mm-hmm. later on. But you're like, something ain't up about this uh, this decal. That Something's not good. Place. I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that was at the time Tom Atkins' wife. And uh, yes, I actually did read that, so I believe you are correct. Okay, but it's just it's weird where <laughs> something bad happens to her, and then Tom Atkins is just, uh, well, what's, what's Tom Atkins doing, dog, in the next room? He's having some hot well, 80s sex. Well, that's this is after Ellie decided to uh, dry herself off out of the shower. Fuck, I, yeah. What she, a weird moment. She gets moment. out of the shower. You get like, you know, you get like the typical naked girl behind the steamed up glass. Like, and then she grabs a towel and she's like, fr- she's like, like shivering. Like she's cold. And instead of just grabbing another towel or drying herself off or throwing on like a robe or something. She grabs the blanket from the hotel bed, which is probably dirty as hell looking at this motel they're staying in, throws it around herself. Like, well, now what happens if you get cold? The things, like, the things we find problems with this movie are funny. Just, just like weird. Right. It's, it's, it's like, like weird behavior. It's like, nah, the plot's great, but why the hell did she dry herself off with a blanket again? Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> so after that, then Tom Atkins comes back and they have... And she's suddenly in lingerie. Uh, someone pointed out, she's like, oh, she took time to... Uh, pack lingerie for she's like trying to complete a mission to find out how the fuck her dad died. and and the lingerie thing kind of throws me off a little bit because earlier when they pulled into the hotel the guy the like super irish guy who owns the hotel was helping them take their bags quote-unquote bags out of the truck or the trunk excuse me and it's just this little maybe like purse size bag mm-hmm 
And he's like, "Oh, you guys didn't bring very much." And she's like, "Oh, we've learned we we've learned over the years like how to pack light, basically." <laughs> like, where did she even put that? Like, was she just hiding that in her purse because she knew she was gonna have some risky one night stand <laughs> with uh is there a with Doctor Chalice or I mean, uh, is there a silver shamrock lingerie store in town? We don't know. That's possible. Probably not. Do you think uh, if you buy the silver <laughs> shamrock lingerie and you're wearing it when the commercial comes on, you also that's have that's, some have some interesting. Uh, that could have been explored happen. in the sequel, maybe, but <laughs> it never happened. That's the that's the porn parody. Yeah. They go oh fuck. That. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Shit. Ah oh, damn. So, so weird behavior aside. Uh, yeah, just some real strange behavior, and it's not, and it's coming from the people you wouldn't expect it from. So we already know that this is off to a great start. Uh, the the woman next door who's like trying to return her mask, she kind of starts fucking with the decal thing that you were talking about. The, yeah. Uh, um, she pop she pops open the top and she sees like a looks like a circuit board kind of thing. She inexplicably like sticks a bobby pin in it which i don't really know what she was trying to achieve i don't know if she thought it was like a reset button like you know you have to like stick like a pen in it mm-hmm. or something i don't really know what she thought was going to happen but uh it basically shot a laser into her mouth and <laughs> she dead she dead brutal uh, brutal shit again where like her front teeth are like gone her face is all fucked up some like weird looking is it like a yellow jacket or a wasp or something like crawls something like out of that. her crawls mouth, out of her mouth. And, like just burrows into her hair? Like, yeah, I'm just gonna live here now. Like, I'm gonna live here. To, um, Dr. Chalice and Ellie see some commotion outside. They they go outside to see the body being taken away, and everyone's like, "Oh no, it's fine. She's gonna get the best care. The best care money can buy." Yeah, as, as uh, Mr. Cochran drives up. Mr. Cochran, we we're finally like properly introduced to him, and he's like a very. Um, nice looking businessman. He's very like, ah, oh, gee, shocks. How's it going, folks? Gl- glad to meet you all. Weird mistake Kinda happened. Looks like a young Bob Barker. Yeah, weird mistake happened, but we're gonna we're gonna truck through it, and it's gonna be a o fucking k. And then he turns around, and one of the these like white. So the whole movie, like these nameless, emotionless guys, have been wearing suits, but at this point, they all show up wearing white, like doctor's coats, like you're mm-hmm. thinking they're coming from a hospital. And uh, one of them turns and just whispers. He goes, Cochran goes, what happened? Misfire. Misfire. And that's it. How do you have a misfire, like, with what? <laughs> you know, like, right. it, it like, raises a bunch of questions. So for... cl- but clearly it was loud enough for everybody around to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even question that Chalice and Ellie heard it. Like, you know, it's just like, all right, yeah, well, she's dead. But we're going to pretend like she's not. You know. she she dead she's uh, going to the emergency room she'll be okay she'll be okay everything's fine uh i skipping around possibly a little bit i think the next day chalice and ellie decide to go up to the shop proper to say they're picking up an order they find out that the order that they were referring to was already picked up by papa right yes they confirm the the lady at the store confirmed that mm-hmm. and then we meet some of the people that were in the town well not we see them again some people in some town. of the people that came they were also at the hotel they came from out of town um well we know marge who suffered the unfortunate fate of the mm-hmm. misfire and then we meet is it buddy it's, is a salesman is it buddy buddy or bobby something like that but i, I think it's buddy him and his his him wife and his betty wife and his annoying ass son who buddy flips Jr. off the mom when they pull in and the bike yeah almost hits. yeah 
Dr. Chalice, the bike falls off of their RV, and he's like, sorry about that. It's a good thing it didn't hit you. And she's like, don't ride in the street. And he turns around, he just flips her off, and he's like, fucking, I'm out of here. Well, like, in this town, he has no idea what it is, where he's going. He's like, I'm just going to ride my bike. I'm just going to ride into the sunset. Such mom. a little shit. Um, but we meet them. They're coming in for a tour of the factory. He's Silver Shamrock's, like, best salesman. Yeah, he like sold that. the most masks, like, the year before. So they're like, oh, we're going to bring you out. We're going to give you a tour. We're going to show you the whole thing. And, uh... Let you see how the magic happens, basically. Cochran comes out and he congratulates Buddy, and at the at the same time, uh, to uh, Atkins, he's like, "I'm so sorry about your your missed order. We're gonna give you an order on the house." Yeah, and then uh, Buddy is like, "Hey, why don't you guys come on the factory tour with us, Mister and Mrs. Smith, as they call themselves? Yeah, you know, yeah. They couldn't think of a of a better <laughs> alias. We're we're, we're Mister and Mrs. Yeah. Smith." <laughs> Uh, side note, we did skip over one thing that is kind of important. Um, the corner that Dr. Chalice is trying to get with, she like calls him up. She's like, mm. oh, I think somebody mixed up the bags or somebody's tainting this evidence. Like all mm. we keep finding is the is the, the car, like the car parts and stuff. We haven't found any human remains. There's no bones. There's, mm. there's nothing. And here you're thinking, I'm like, hmm, that seems real sketchy. And you're, th- and you're of course, thinking – Oh well, maybe maybe something's up where somebody like tried to hide the body, you know? Because obviously this isn't matching up already, but you know, we find out why eventually. Some good, yeah, good info there, good good pull. So, um, Cochran kind of reluctantly lets um, Atkins and Ellie go in the tour. He he says that he was going to ask him anyway, but we get the idea that uh, he didn't he didn't want extra people on the tour. Um, <laughs> he 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 does not want too many eyes figuring out what's going on. Uh, yeah, as, and as they're doing, as they're going through the tour, it's like pretty basic until towards the end. The final processing. Final processing. Don't take that mask. It hasn't been through final processing. Take this one, little uh, redheaded uh, kid. So the funny thing was with that, he goes, "Why can't we see the final processing room?" <laughs> and and Cochran goes. Well, you know, we use some we use some highly <laughs> sensitive chemicals. We don't want possibly something bad to happen. And they're just like, "Oh, okay." Nobody questions that these masks that millions of kids and thou- thousands yeah. of kids across the country are going to be wearing um, on Halloween night maybe have harsh chemicals in them that aren't supposed to be in them. Nobody questions that. It's just like, it's, "Oh yeah, totally. That's fine. No, no big deal." Yeah, yeah. It was the '80s, baby. We just didn't give a shit back then. Yeah, cancer. But, everything gave you cancer back then. So <laughs> it really, it's totally yeah. Cool. And this doesn't smell right to Chalice. Obviously, he decides to grab Ellie, and they're like, "All right, let's get the hell out of here," because he's starting to see some uh, suspicious-looking characters around the, the site. Yeah, a lot, a lot of men in black-looking guys. That and that's look- when the one garage opens up, mm-hmm. and we see. Papa's green station wagon underneath the tarp. Yes. And Ellie's like, that's that's Papa's car. Charles is like, shut the fuck it's up. like, yeah, shut up. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go back to the hotel and fuck again. Let's take your mind <laughs> off of it. <laughs> let's fuck and then we'll, let's get we'll out call, of here. We'll call the FBI in the morning. Like, Let's go uh, have some... Uh, but she's like, no, no, I need to get to the bottom of this. She runs over. Like, she thinks they're just going to let, like, the two guys are standing there. Like, she thinks they're just going to let her in there and let her examine that car out. But they all stop and, like, stare. And then you just see Chalice in the background, like, 
this bitch. Like, <laughs> like, like you fucked up. Like, you couldn't just come. You, oh, they you, were suspicious of us. Now they know that we know <laughs> something's up. Right. He's um, like, fuck. So they get back to the hotel. They're like, we need to call the Marines. We need to do this. We need to do that. And he's trying to make calls in the office. And I, it's just like, your call could not be completed as dialed. Please try again mm-hmm. later. And, you know, a running theme throughout this movie, and it, even it's not just Chalice, but it's like with a lot of characters, is there's a lot of people on the phone in this movie. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you got him with his ex-wife like every three minutes. You got you got the coroner and him going back and forth. You got him trying to call back to the to the people. You got him, you know, it's like, it's like how many if you count the amount of phone scenes in this, it, it might be played more than the Silver Shamrock commercial, which is played <laughs> at least, I would say, at least 10 to 15 times throughout the movie. And eventually that tech fails him because he can't fucking make it call out. Well, okay, so he, he he's like, shit, what do I do now? And when he goes back to his hotel, he sees that uh, Ellie is gone. And he, he sees some of the nameless-looking guys out front um, yeah, he just walks out, and there's, like, five of them standing in the parking lot, like, just super chill, like, hey, we're here. He goes he goes on a run, right? He, like, tries – does he try to run away from them? And... He does, yeah. Um, eventually – I forget where they capture him. Um, he, like, goes and, like, sneaks under the fence into, like, where the factory is, and then – Gets um, into a fight with one. And then we find out a big plot point at that point. Big plot point. So it looks – for a second, it looks like uh, – Atkins is about to get it, but his big, big old hands keep on punching away, and eventually, uh, some like yellow goo, some, some sunny, sunny D looking mouth. shit is yeah. coming out of this, like well, real gross, like real gross looking shit. But um, and then he like reaches down into its stomach and starts pulling out wires, and at that point mm-hmm. in time, you find out, oh shit, they're cyborgs. They're not even real people. Which, going back to what we were discussing earlier, is everybody in mm-hmm. Santa Mira, are they all cyborgs? Have they all been replaced? Or are they actual people who are just like, uh, we don't question it because we don't want to die kind it's, of stuff. But I think they're cyborgs. I, 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 it's, my, it's my theory. I think you're probably right. I think they're probably, maybe they were real people at one time. Because as we see, they use real people to create these cyborg type things. Yes. But... So then uh, Charles is kind of captured, and we get some more exposition. We get some more explanations of what's going on. Um, Yeah, because at this point, they basically take him into custody, and they're like, you know, this is where the the evil villain reveals his entire master plan, which I have to say, uh, I don't really understand what the master plan is. I, I get it, but... It's kind of like, uh, you know, is it, is the master plan that we want to basically kill as many people as possible and place them with robots because of, like, global warming? <laughs> because he's, he, he mentions, like, something about the environment, like, we, back, we, in the, back in the time of, because this is where we find out about Stonehenge. We find out he stole this big Stonehenge thing. He doesn't really we, explain how ooh, he shit. kind of like cryptically says like, are we missing the experiment part? Uh, no, that's, that's after. We okay. Find out okay. Out after, um, but he like takes them into this room. They have this big thing of Stonehenge and he's like explaining there's a particle in it. It goes in the chip. It does this and that, you know? And he's like, and, and still like, we don't understand like 
he he makes some comment about like back like back then like in the old country you know, in Ireland 3000 years ago yeah it's like we we the country ran red with the ch- the blood of children and animals right and and it was like something about the environment and like we have to you know and i'm like like literally i wrote a note and i'm like what exactly is this guy's plan kill the kids to stop global warming like what <laughs> like what is he trying to achieve like is it like is it like a thanos thing like all right if i get rid of half the population they'll use less resources and like the like the world will be saved kind of thing like i, I it, it's a very like not well thought out thing to me, but you know this it's, dude's clearly insane. So. so, so not to, not to dunk on the screenwriting too much. I I think they had a very like tertiary understanding of what Salwin or Sandheim was. Like yeah. they just knew that they're like okay Ireland, um, weird shit. So let's just tie that into this movie. Um, they're witches and they want yeah. This large is where you sacrifices. get the big uh, the big witchcraft reveal. Yeah, and why season of the witch seems to be the subtitle of the of the film. Yeah, um, but instead of just telling you what we're gonna do, how about we show you, dog? Yeah, not dem- in those. They don't the say it in, the, in those words, but um, we we see the buddy, the salesman of the year, his wife, and little shit buddy junior. They, like, lock them in this room without a door handle. There's no way to get out whatsoever. Um, They toss them in this room, and... This room is fucking crazy, because there's, like, no way this is used just for TV experiments. Yeah, like, like Buddy's wife, like, tries to open up the shade, and there's no window, and she's like, this place is creeping me out, like... and, And her husband's just like, yeah, he probably just wants me to watch some commercials and, like, help him out with some advertising. Like, I'm really good at he, what I do. He wants yeah, my expert opinion. Yeah, he, he wants my opinion. Although, he won't take my orders for next year. I don't understand why. <laughs> uh, you're going to understand why in about five cool. seconds there, buddy. And then uh, and they play the commercial while the kid's wearing They gave the kid a mask, mm-hmm. uh, the pumpkin mask. The one I would so it would have been you. The so one there I this, was a little pumpkin mask. This, this would have been me. I would have been the little redheaded shit. Um, but I'm giving him a hard time, but he suffers a pretty rough fate. Yeah, he sits there next to the TV. He's watching the TV, and the and the commercial comes on. It's like stare at the glowing pumpkin, and the pumpkin just flashes. And I guess you know you're thinking, all right, he's gonna have a seizure or something because of the flashing. But uh, he drops to the ground. It looks like his face is melting with the mask on it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, these crickets and snakes and spiders and like all these weird ass things just start coming out of his face mm-hmm. his mom faints like passes out i don't even like i'm assuming she eventually dies but she doesn't even like get it she just passes out like oh yeah. god what happened to my son what the fuck like what go- the fuck is going yeah. on and then this like rattlesnake comes out and the dad's just like ah what the fuck's <laughs> going on and he just gets bit on the leg and then you just see him in the like security camera like happening yeah. just like passes out because i guess like the venom gets to him poor buddy um and that's uh that's the end of the buddy tom, and buddy and company we, we were watching <laughs> as we we're watching this tom atkins doesn't look quite horrified he almost, oh he's like he was like tired. his fist he's like ah <laughs> like like if you could see it's like it's like uh what's that movie where the guy's like stella like he's got like that oh, look uh, on his face yeah. like like he's just like why like yeah why would you do this to my to these people these innocent people like that he just met like a couple days ago where he's still trying to find out where ellie is he's still like trying to like mm-hmm. reveal this secret thing and he's like damn you killed these people that i don't even <laughs> care about why would you do such a thing they they uh I before just before the kill or after they show Ellie like kind of strapped to a board and 
one of these on one of the monitors. Yeah, like in like you know like like Frankenstein kind of shit. Like she's yep. gonna be experimented on or something. Mm-hmm. They eventually tie up Atkins, and he's really tied up. Where like his he, he can't even hang his head down low. Yeah, they like put something around his neck so it looks like you know so he can keep his head up, and I guess to force him to like stare at the TV, even if, like, his eyes aren't open, like, to keep his eyes focused so that, like, the chip can activate from the commercial, basically. And that's where Cochran, again, goes on about how great it was 3,000 years ago when they could have mass executions of uh, children and animals. Mass orgies, mass executions. (laughs) Just, you know, it was just the wildest time. I guess guess the way I look at it is... You had to be there. Cochran is a crazy person who... um, he misinterpreted something in the past and he's just like, well, we need to, we need to have another, uh, bloodletting of you know, millions of people. To me, it feels like, and there's no like religious overtones, but to me, it's like real, like old Testament wrath of God type of shit. Like, yeah. Like these people need to be held accountable for what they're doing. Like, and we need to fix their mistakes. He like, also says it's like in the plan. Like I'm not making the deci- decision. It's in like the Like it's been made for me. Yeah. I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, eventually Cochran leaves, uh, Tom Atkins. He puts on uh, Halloween 1978 with Jamie Lee Curtis. Cause that was, that was the prelude to the commercial. But the weird thing about it was he's like looking at the clock. It's seven fifty, and it's like he's just gonna make him sit. You know, at least he gets to sit there and watch an hour of Halloween before he dies. Very, I mean, yeah. If, it's not a, there's not a bad way to go out in my opinion. If I you're mean, gonna fucking die, you know, watch one of the best horror movies of all time right, before you die. Like, but, um. Uh, Tom Atkins is resourceful, dog. He like kicks the TV, kicks the TV, gets a shard of glass, and he starts like cutting the ropes. <laughs> a really funny part is where he's like still kind of tied up, but he takes his mask off and he throws it perfectly. <laughs> he on, throws it perfectly on a camera, the and not yeah. even just like 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 he his arms are tied up, so he kind of just like eh, like just like it's, know, a, it's an impossible it. throw and. You, it's not even like the back of the mask just happens to cover like just the camera portion, but like it's hanging off or whatever. It's like perfect. It like gets on it like it's like a person wearing it. Like the eye holes are like on the front part of the camera, so like you can just see like out of it a little bit. And it was like, yeah, no. Like, in, a, in a movie I, I, that involves modern witches trying to murder millions of people with uh, the help the of Stonehenge, that's the most unbelievable part. This is the craziest <laughs> fucking part of the movie. That and a lady drying herself off with uh, a blanket instead of a bunch of towels. Yeah, that, those are my. These two, are the two most inexplicable moments of the movie. Those are my two bugaboos, um, baby. This is why this movie goes from three stars. You know, if they got rid of those two moments, it'd be five stars. <laughs> yeah, it was airtight before that, and then just uh, yeah, the plot. The plot was perfect. Otherwise, uh, Atkins does some sneaking around. Uh, he he finds Ellie. Finds Ellie, and I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Say that, a word. Yeah, I didn't notice that at first. Say anything. I, She's not like, oh, thank God, or. Anything. She's just quiet. I did not and think. I did not think about that at all. I guess me to Tom Atkins say be quiet or something. Maybe I don't know. Probably not. Right. And and they're running away. Trying. They're to trying like to be quiet. Sneak they're around sneaking around. And do things. So yeah. like, admittedly, like you don't really question it at that point when it you're watching good, it. I I also I think it's a good fake out. It got yeah. it got me as a first time watcher. Definitely. So. And then he like. I didn't see where he grabbed the box, um, but he like grabs this big box and they, like run up to this. Like thing over, because like the way they're doing it, it's like in like a studio. It feels their like. command center yeah. of like eighties computers. There's like a catwalk or something he can walk up onto, and the the uh, I guess we didn't touch on it totally. It's where it's kind of the command center for where 
The factory. The factory. Yeah, where they make the mask. They're they're hiding Stonehenge, and they're kind of like the giant Stonehenge. They're, yeah. they're playing the commercial. They're they're doing everything that like needs to be done to murder thousands of children across the mm-hmm. Um And then he he like somehow sneaks over to the control board, plays the commercial, and then he sneaks up to the catwalk, and you're like, well, what's he gonna do? I will say, poor planning by these guys having these chips. Yeah, just in a box. <laughs> just like, in a box. Like, all right. Uh, you know, can we, I mean, cyborgs, I guess they're not Yeah, really, I guess they're not It's not, not really smart. a brain. There's yeah. a, you know. Um, and he plays the commercial. And kudos to, to Tom Atkins. Like, this is a really smart thinking. He throws it's... the box of chips, like, over the ledge. And, like, the lasers that, like, annihilated Marge earlier just, like, take out every single They second. are sweet-looking 80s lasers. I will yeah. say that. Yeah, and um, he he just they just take out all the cyborgs, and it's like and 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 Cochran kind of points to him like you 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 sly dog like you got me there like he gives him a gentleman's he's like, clap yeah, he's, he's like, like he's like you 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 got me there like I got got dog and and it's like game well, recognized game it's like what are you gonna do now now that your cyborgs are dead what what are you gonna do now but still nobody has avoided the fact that like it's eight thirty at night. Like, no matter how much you fight this dude, you need to get that commercial stopped. So that's kind of like the impending doom in the background. And Co- Cochrane does bite it, right? Like, he gets zapped. Yeah, he, like, gets sucked in, like, Stonehenge thing, like, blows up the whole factory in, like, the worst special effects I think I've ever seen. I, I, said, um, I said this, the, the fire looks like PowerPoint fire. Like, from, if like, you're in grade school. Back like, in the day. All right, now look at my smooth ass transition, <laughs> yeah. and there's like a there's like an air horn as it's going off, and it's it, like, you know, I, 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 I was tired of using the fade and the pixelated transition. I used the fire transition. It was the '80s, I guess. Uh, that shit really wasn't up to snuff at that point. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure some if that some of that doesn't today, look good. Some of it doesn't look good these days. So it really was rough back then. Yeah, I'm sure if that was like today or even like a few years later, they would have used like an actual explosion. But you just kind of see like the skylight up as Ellie and Tom, or El- we keep calling him Tom, as Doctor Chalice and Ellie. I, keep it's so running. it's so it's so hard not to call him Tom. I think his actual wasn't his first name Dan. Like it was like Dan Chalice or Don Chalice or something. I think it was. We probably should have researched Dan Chow. Dan Chow. Yeah. yeah so, right. um, so they're like running. They get in their car, and as they're driving away, like you hear like an ad, like "Get ready, kids!" in in it's a half hour Halloween. or fifteen Halloween. minutes, we're gonna do the big giveaway. So make sure you're at your TV screens. And all of a sudden, Ellie just turns and like grabs Doctor Chalice's neck, like like oh shit, she's a cyborg. It got me, yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't see that coming at first. They crash, and it's, it becomes a funny like fight because it just keeps on going and going. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it doesn't stop. I, it, admittedly, it was a little bit long, and like they crash into a tree, and her arm, I guess, falls off. But like mm-hmm. her other arm grabs him, so he like chops that one off, and then he like. She like, she's like, no, she grabs him and he like, I guess grabs a crowbar or a tire iron or something from the trunk of the car. Smacks her head off, right? And smacks her head off, but she's still grabbing him. Knocks her black off. Then he knocks that other arm off and the bi- and like they show like a scene where like her eyes are just moving around like a robot. Like what? Huh? Yeah. Like, and her body's just laying there. He gets back in the car. He shuts the door and her like severed arm is in the car and it like grabs his neck. <laughs> so it's just an arm and he just yeets it into the woods. Like no big deal. Like, it, it was just, like, 
And he said a farewell to arms as he did it. He didn't really say that, but <laughs> it like honestly, it honestly like you know I know we've said this a couple of times, but again, it makes me go back to this idea of like it was a parody. Like you're supposed to like laugh at this, even though it's an important moment. You're supposed to laugh and you're supposed to have fun because she shows and not up. Take it too seriously. She shows up again after that, and then she just kind of collapses at one point. Yeah, and you're. <laughs> Tom Atkins was like, that was a whole thing. He's like, thing. get the fuck off yeah, me. Can, you are not the Ellie I fell in love with after meeting once and then fucking three times in the hotel room before we decided, no, nah, we need to take on Silver Shamrock. They turned her into a cyborg very quickly. Like, it was a quick process. They had that shit I wonder down. exactly what the process is there. How do you... How does one turn into I a cyborg? I want a behind-the-scenes look at the Silver oh, Shamrock. An- another funny thing, yeah, another funny thing, we, we touched on it earlier a little bit, but in the news report when they were like, Someone fucking sold part of Stonehenge, and it looks like it was really tough. And <laughs> and Cochran at the time was like, "I'm not going to bore you with the details, but right." It was, so it's it like, was a whole they thing. Just completely skirt over the fact yeah. that like there's no explanation of how they got this big let me piece of Stonehenge across the Atlantic into this. Let like, jump jump with me over this giant plot hole. And, isn't, and uh, yeah, isn't Stonehenge like I don't actually even know where it is, but isn't it like like if you're coming from the East Coast of the United States, isn't it like UK, like, all right, so it's in Ireland. So that, thank you, the hat tip to Jen over here. It's in Ireland. So I guess that even makes more sense as to why everything is so Irish. But, like, it's not like they had to just take it to New York or take it to Florida or something on the East Coast. They had to literally get that over the Atlantic Ocean and then cross the country to Northern California. The logistics Uh, of this sound like a nightmare. Right. Like, what, what cargo plane or what? What means allowed them to do this? And they just never even hint at it. It's just like, we have no idea how. We're not going to bore you this with This was details. a huge pain just, in the ass. Just put two and two together. They got Stonehenge here. That's all you need to know. They are badass witches. <laughs> all right. So after Ellie after Ellie bites it, gets got, Tom Atkins uh, stumbles into where, uh, where we kind of started the movie um, at the gas station. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, and then uh, the like the gas station attendant kind of gives a throwaway comment like, "Don't I know you? Like, <laughs> like, do you forget that this was the doctor you talked about the night you brought this murderous guy? Like, it wasn't like it was two months ago or anything. It was like literally like a like week a ago. week ago. Like, it wasn't. And we don't know what Tom what number Tom Atkins calls, but he calls some number that he's yeah. This he person's calls, in like, control I of the, all. I guess TV. the FCC or <laughs> yeah. or. Uh, I don't Whatever ha- Comcast was. I at was the time. dealing with a lot of bullshit. I don't have any proof. Take this commercial yeah, I have no off. No proof. Just take this fucking take this fucking thing off. Millions of people are gonna die. And as that happens, these kids pull up in this car, trick or treating at the gas station, wearing the mask. Cause, and because I don't know about you, I always made sure to stop off at my local gas station for some candy. Hey man, if you're gonna get I'm gas, Halloween. and and the best part about that whole thing is the gas station attendants giving them like candy out of this like little janky ass like looks like like an oil tray like they would catch <laughs> yeah. oil when they're like changing the oil yeah. on a car. Yeah. it's like what the f- like you couldn't even get like a a basket or like a you know like a like a pumpkin head thing or anything like that. Gotta use what you got, dude. You got you got your oil tray things. Got to use that, I guess. And um, the commercial starts playing on the TV, and it, it get and they're like, "Please stand by, we're having technical difficulties." So the kid changes gets the off channel, one channel, and then another one says, "Please stand by, we're having technical difficulties." But then the third time he changes the cha- or the second time he changes the channel, it does not stop. Playing. Does not stop. Turn it off. Turn it and off. 
very uh, as as we touched on earlier, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They're already here. Yeah, you They're get after you. You get the moment of which I referred to earlier, which basically is turned into an internet meme where he's like, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Turn it off!" Like, and and it's just playing, and then you just the movie ends. So you don't know if like those kids like melted and. Those like snakes came out and uh, those devoured kids. Tom they, Atkins. Those you kids know, are. Those you don't kids know if dead. the gas station attendant and him fucked because he just fucks everything. In the movie. <laughs> you don't know what happens. I should have married. So, I, I should have married you. Leave it you, up to your own imagination. I should have married you, this guy. I should have never gotten involved ass. with these women who all died because the coroner gets it. The you know his. Uh, his girlfriend gets it. His ex-wife is a bitch. Like you know, we, we don't find out anything about you know any of these people. So. We, and that's that. That's Halloween three, season of that, the witch. That was that was that. We get the more John Carpenter shit. And oh no, no, actually the the, the music kind of goes on from the three more days till Halloween. And that like it's gonna be stuck in my head fucking. Yeah, forever. just the London calling yeah. or the London bridge is falling down, like yes. just over and over. So I'm gonna uh, be hearing that in my sleep tonight. Yeah, it it is a fun movie. I do there are a lot of hot take people on Twitter. That are like, well, actually, Halloween three is the best Halloween movie in the series. I'm like, it's it's got that cult following, yeah, which I think it, any any like campy, like somewhat average horror movie is like that these days. Like like people will be like, you know, take the worst movie. Like yeah, I love that movie. It's well, great. Actually, people don't give it enough credit. Actually, and, and, that and, that movie is like a forgotten masterpiece. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you knew that. Well, that um, and honestly, I talk like this. Yeah. Honestly, as annoying as that can be, I think that's one of the great things about the horror genre is because there are so many movies and there are so many bad or like B-rate ones that everybody like there's a fan of everything out there. Like it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like there are some movies unanimously like people are like that movie sucked ass. But like with horror movies, you're always going to find a fan of any of them. Yeah. Like even if it's just the cheesy because people love that shit just for being cheesy and bad and like purposely like wow, like this could have been so much better, but it's also hilarious and we watch it because we like to make fun of it kind of thing. So I think that's kind of the great thing about the horror movie genre. This is one... And this is definitely one of those. This is one where um, I think benefits from watching with a crowd of people. Like we, we, we had... We were watching it with a group and I think that made it... Like if I'm just watching this by myself, I'm like, uh, you know, not, not great. But if you're watching with people that are remarking about... How fucking crazy it oh, is! This is fucking stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, I, and I don't I, watch I, the movie at face value. I like, try not to do that. Where they're like, "Oh, that's dumb." I'm like, I try to be like, "Well, that was goofy. That's weird." Um, but it's just it, the movie makes a lot of crazy, weird decisions, and it's hard not to. It's and hard. admittedly, like a, you know, I, I that, think some of it is on purpose. I really yeah, do. Some of it, I I really think there was sort of this, you know, they wanted it to be. You know, it, and I'll be honest with you, I think the plot is kind of ingenious in a way. I, I do think there are some holes in it, like what exactly is his plan? And and Roger Ebert, who I was reading some of the reviews for this movie, he pointed out like at the time, well, well, maybe it wasn't even him, but somebody pointed out like, well, you realize there's different time zones, right? So you're saying like, oh, it's coming yeah. on at nine o'clock. For that shit, you can't like, think about So you you're going to kill all the kids stuff. in California, but like, what about all the kids in New York? Like, are they already dead? Are they, you know, are you, are you? Like, what is your plan? And, like, somebody's going to find out at some point before it reaches those later time zones. But, admittedly, I love the plot. I love this idea that, like, there's this, like, you know, there's this crazy factory that, like, is so shrouded in mystery. And, like, 
conspiracy you know, conspiracy shit is fun. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's kind of cool, and uh, you know maybe on a larger scale with like higher production value or something like that. Like it could be, or even today, it could be kind of taken to the next level and be like a really good horror movie. Um, you know, like because we think of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or we think of even like. Uh, what was the Jordan Peele movie that came out a couple years ago? Which get, is, a, get Out? Uh, not Get Out, the or other us, one. Us, Us. Us, yeah. Like, that one is kind of similar in the sense of, like, you're replacing the actual person with, uh, like, this, yeah. like, clone of sorts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and you can see how well something like that can can be, like, and how good something like that looks. Um, I think you could definitely kind of remake this movie or even kind of, like, take the similar kind of plot and make it into something better if you just put some extra effort, extra, you know, kind of close those plot holes a little bit. And, you know, even if you just have to, like, mention how they got Stonehenge there or, like, what, it, you know, add a little bit more details to their evil plan. I, you know, I, I think the plot in that sense is kind of, it's kind of good, even though the movie itself kind of falls flat in some areas. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, f- I, it's definitely a fun watch. Um, the, the kills caught me by surprise how fucking brutal they were. Yeah, um, and. And something else I was reading too was they they purposely didn't want to make this gory. They wanted it to be kind of like like suspenseful and kind of um, like not so much psychological, but like you know because we we mentioned how quiet the movie is. They there's not a, it, they there's were, not a lot of actual blood in the movie. Right. They wanted it yeah. to, like the only time you really see blood is when the one guy's head gets ripped off. Yeah. Um, so they and that's didn't, in shadow. Yeah, they didn't so. want it to be gory. They didn't want it to be like, oh god, there's guts everywhere. Like they wanted it to kind of be, you know, more of like a unsettling kind of horror movie as opposed to like, you know. And at the time, you know, you had the Friday Thirteenth series, the early Halloween's, the Nightmare on Elm Streets were really big at this time in the '80s. Like mm-hmm. it was all like how much blood, how much whatever. You know, obviously there's the scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed and blood just goes everywhere. Great fucking scene. You know, like yeah, it's great scene, mm-hmm. but it's, these kind of movies of at the time were not really what the genre was about. So kind of having those extra, you know, kind of you know, subtle kills of, oh, this girl, you know, the lady had the drill put in her head, the coroner. Uh, yeah, we, we, we missed gets, that one. She gets yeah. a drill through her ear, basically. Yeah. You don't see any blood whatsoever. You don't even mm-hmm. see her scream. You don't see her, like, like you know, blood just, like, raining from her head. You just see her behind, like, a shelf. I actually like that. Actually see. I like that a lot because it, it leaves up to... You, you make up the more fucked up image in your head and or I, whatever. Yeah, and I guess, like, they wanted it to be like that, but you think of, like... They probably saved so much money on effects That's by doing it, yeah. that too. Yeah. So maybe it was kind of like, yeah, we'll just tell them we did it on purpose, kind of thing. But I think it works. I, yeah. I do think it does work to a certain extent. Yeah. Um. So you know, kudos to them in that regard. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I wouldn't call it like a masterpiece, but it's definitely it has its following. Uh, there are really good things about it. Yeah. Um, there are some you know goofy fun things to talk about too. And I think it gets um, a lot of flack because. It's billed as a Halloween movie, but you never see Michael Myers. And, yeah, and clearly, and they make that known that you're not going to unless it's an ad for the movie. But I think that was kind of the thing, um, you know. And at the time, like we said, they were trying that anthology thing. Never Which worked I out. Loved, I love the fucking idea of it. Like, yeah, just like a I different, think it would have been really cool. A different Halloween tale every year. Um, yeah, like like these are the things that happen around Halloween every year. Like like John Carpenter presents uh, Halloween subtitle whatever. I think that, they uh, should, you know, and. You know, I was just talking about how they could try to make a movie like this in today's age with more production value. I'd really like to see somebody maybe see, you know, because John Carpenter and like all that, you know, we know how iconic it is. 
So there may be kind of hesitance for somebody to try to jump on the name of like Halloween, but somebody to try something like that. Like here's here, you know, every year we're going to release a new movie. Like here's something that happens the week of Halloween or the night of Halloween, like Mm -hmm. a different tale. Like, there's a killer or there's this or there's that. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool to kind of like revisit a go- in a way. Like a ghost story or like there's any number of yeah, things. Like, like possession shit or like. I think I think that idea in in theory sounds great. Now, obviously, you'd have to get like the right people to take care of it and do it. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's something that could work. Yeah, I definitely do, too. But, you know, people wanted Michael Myers back. So that's why like six years later we got uh the return of Michael Myers, I believe, Halloween 4. Yep. And then he has his revenge. And then Curse, which is uh, an abominable mess. But we, And we, we pretend will... like none of that ever happened because <laughs> yeah. then we have the one that was made a couple years ago where it's like, yeah, just forget about all that shit. So just pay attention to that first movie and uh, n- none of the other ones. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Good, good pick. I think this, this is uh, good shit. Loved loved yeah. the music, loved uh, the campiness, loved all that shit. Definitely, I think, like at the end of the day, I think this is what a horror movie should be: a little bit of cheesy, a little bit of uh, especially '80s shit. Yeah, a know? little bit of subtle, like you know, like you know, nowadays you kind of have to have a little bit more. I think psychological kind of gets it a lot. You have to more be nowadays. elevated. You have to be elevated horror today. <laughs> but I, I I think like admittedly, this movie has a little bit of kind of what you want out of a horror movie it has you know a little bit of everything so i think i think it does definitely hold up in that sense it doesn't hold up in the effects department or even you know the acting but i think it definitely has its it has its positives it definitely does definitely does so good shit good pick we'll get you we'll get you back on for uh I don't know if you want to come up with like a list of stuff to reserve. Yeah, I'm staring like I'm staring at your list of DVDs to my right over here, and I saw They Live, and I I, I was thinking about they, that one. They Live know. is I've actually never seen all of They Live. All right, there's so many movies that I haven't uh, seen, and this is doing this is awesome because now I'm just like I've never now seen. Now you're uh, just breezing through movies. And now I'm like, just going now I'm now rewatching classics. Yeah, and, I, it's a good mix of rewatching stuff that I love I've seen a million times, but also watching. Like I've never seen Halloween three, so this is cool to do that and yeah. get a chat about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to. Uh, I'll definitely have to find out another one. I'm, maybe we can even do like, I don't know if you have a plan for it, but Invasion of the Body Snatchers, kind of like you know, go off of this a little bit. So Jim and I failed on three separate occasions to do Body <laughs> Snatchers seventy eight. Okay, just shit kept on coming up, and eventually Jim was like. Let's let's finish it today. I'm like, let's just do a whole new movie. We'll do Body Snatchers again at some other point. Yeah, but that was the '78 version. We didn't try the '50. Do you have the '50 version? I do not. But that's version? it's. It, I don't. But I think it's available to stream or something. But right. yeah, well, we, maybe we could do maybe that. maybe that that'll be one we can kind of you know go off of like a a certain theme of these okay. episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dog. Uh, you got anything else, dude? No. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for stopping by, and I'll just uh, remind everybody to stay spooky. <laughs>